The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world, came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, raise a speeding bullet to its target, and walks about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. Still in the wilds of Ellesmere land, Kent and Captain Walters have joined the museum scientist, Professor Peters, in an effort to find out what has become of Alonzo Cragg, famous Arctic explorer, missing three years, and also to investigate the mystery of the Cunalacas and their sacred treasure. When we last saw him, Kent had just rescued Ray Martin, fellow reporter from the Indians, only to have Martin die of exhaustion after gasping out a vague warning and telling Kent of a secret map that would guide him to the treasure hoard. But that story continues today, Kent has returned to the lonely igloo that serves as a base. He and Walters and Professor Peters are poring over the mysterious map Ray Martin gave Kent before he died. Yes, sir. Oh, my dear Captain Walters, you're, you're quite right. It's as plain as day. Martin found out, heaven knows how, the secret of the Indian treasure, and he made this map. But why only half of it? We can't get anywhere with this. Uh, just a moment. There's writing on it. The entrance is here. To sunken temple of ice. White terror. White terror? What did he mean? There's something missing. Ken, my dear fellow, this map does us no good whatsoever. It's not complete. Here, let me see it again. Can't you drop something? It... Why, it's that ring. The one I sent down to Paula Craig. Yeah, it fell out of my pocket. Wait, Scott. The ring? Why, it's broken. What's happened to it? No, it's not broken. It opened up. There's a secret compartment back of the seal. Now, look. There's something inside the compartment. Ken, do you mean to say you've never opened that ring before? I never knew it could be opened. I say. Professor, Walters, look here, will you? Oh, my land. If it ain't another map, all folded up into a little ward. Oh, no. No, wait a moment. It's not another map. Kent is the missing half of the map we were just looking at. Professor, you're right. Match them up. There. There you are. That's it. Now. Now, now, Martin's map. Complete. Wait, wait, that ain't possible. Sure it is, Walters, don't you see? Martin made the map during those weeks when he and the professor were held prisoner. He found out about the secret compartment, that he hid half the map in the ring. I know, Kent, but I don't understand. The Indians robbed you and Martin of everything you had, didn't they? Yes, indeed, they did, of every last thing. All right, that proves it. Martin made his map, he hid half of it in the ring. Then the Indians robbed him. 
Whichever one got the ring brought it down to Port Ormond and sold it to Captain Walters, not knowing it contained a secret compartment. Godfrey, it don't hardly seem possible. Well, maybe not, but it's just what happened, all right. What about the map, Professor? Can you make it out? Can't. It shows a perfect route from here to a place called the Cliffs of Ice. And it says that's where we'll find the treasure. A route. Could we follow it with the dog team? I don't see why not. Captain, Captain, look here. Hey, I reckon we could at that. What's that writing? Yeah. The treasure exists. Look in the sunken temple. The witch doctor guards it constantly. Beware the white terror. What's it mean? Enter from the valley of the cliffs. Take care, Alonzo Crag. And that's all. Right there, the writing stops. I don't get it at all. What's this about Crag? Uh, we'll never know that. Come on, we're on the right track anyway. I'll go harness the dog. Northward over 50 miles of ice fields into the mountains of the Cunalaca. While the Arctic twilight fades into night, Kent, Peters, and Captain Walters arrive at last in the valley of the cliffs. And the trail vanishes. No sign of a clue. No opening in the overhanging wall of jagged ice. Tired, worn, the men come together again after fruitless hours of searching. Oh, let it go, Walters. Look. That's the professor. Maybe he's found something. Ah, uh, change lightly. Hi there, professor. Any luck? No, no, my dear captain. No luck at all. No, I, I'm afraid Ray Martin's map omits a necessary clue. Ah, we'll wait for daylight. Maybe we'll be able to see better. Anyhow, there's been no sign of Indians. That's something. I imagine this must be a sacred valley. They probably don't come near it. What's that? Oh, it's them dogs. They're fighting again. Lend a hand now, quick, before they chew each other to bed. Oh, I say, look. Chico's broken loose. He's out of his harness, Walters. He's running off. Catch him, Walters. Whistle at him. Walters, whistle at that dog. Chico! Come back here, Chico! Confound that dog. Walters will get him. There, he's answering the whistle. Okay. What? Jump, quickly. The cliff. Look out, jump. Look out. Look out. Great, Scott. What happened? A part of the ice cliff broke away and very nearly fell on us. My dear Kent, that was a very narrow shave. Hey, what? What's going on? Hey, Glory, look at that cliff. Who did it? You did it. With your whistle. What? Beyond a doubt. When you whistled, my dear Captain, the high, shrill note jarred loose a portion of the ice cliff. I don't believe it. Well, it's a well-known scientific phenomenon. The shrill sound set the ice vibrating and broke the cliff loose. Uh, wait a moment. Where, where's Kent? Hey! Come here, Peters! Walters! I think I found it. You you found it? Found what? Look. Look, there's a great big hole. Professor. Captain Walters. This is it. The entrance to the sunken temple Ray Martin mentioned on his map. Look. Look at that hole. It opened up when that ice cliff fell. The entrance. Good grief. That can be the entrance. Hey, where are you going? Inside, of course. Come on. Bring your flashlight. You'd better be careful, Captain. No telling what this may lead to. I tell you, I tell you, this can't be the temple. Why, my land, you don't suppose them engines knock half the cliff off every time they go into the temple, do you? Oh, never mind. May not be the regular entrance, but it'll do. The cliff fell down and exposed the gallery. Look, look, it's been carved, too. Ah, this place didn't just happen. It was cut right out of the ice. Yes, sir, he's right. Look at that thing. It's an altar, and there's passageways running out through the wall. 
orders. Okay. We've come directly into the middle of the Temple of Ice. And up there above us, you can see the sky through that huge opening. You note how the echo has stopped? And somewhere, probably very near us, is the sacred treasure. What? What was that? Laughing. Sounded like someone laughing. Someone. That wasn't nothing human. That wasn't quiet, quiet. Listen, both of you. What was it Martin said? The witch doctor guards the treasure. Yes, Do you think... Listen, listen. That was the witch doctor of the Cunalakas, the ruler of the tribe who never dies. And he's somewhere hidden in these ice caves. Look, you two stay right here. I'm going to look for that thing, whatever it is. Wallace is right. It's not human. Kent, don't be a fool. Don't you do it, Kent. Stay here and I'll keep quiet. Turn out the flashlights. I'm going to catch that thing and see what it is. Look. Look. Look there on the other wall. Kent, great heavens, look. It's the devil himself. Out with the lights, quick. <laughs> now then. We'll see if Superman can catch a witch doctor. Good thing I can see in the dark. Ah, there he goes. Down that corridor. Too late, my friend. You can't get away. Faster. Now then, got him. Oh, he's strong. Oh, strong as an elephant. Now oh, you can't choke me. Come out of that. All right, I can see you. Oh, all right. You asked for it. See how you like bouncing off a nice wall. See how you like this. That fixed him. Devil or witch doctor, whatever he is. Now to make sure. What? What's this? Great Scott, what the... Why, it's not possible. It, it can't be. Kent! Kent, where are you? Look out! Kent! He's coming! The White Terror! Kent! Now what? Something's gone wrong. Well, I'll leave you here for the minute, my friend. You won't come to till I get back. Something's attacked Peters and Walkers. Sounded like an animal. Huh? There he is. Faster! Faster! Kent! Kent, where are you? Stay back, both of you. Stay back. Now then, first the devil and a bear. Oh, a bear, bigger than anything I ever saw. Here he comes. Back you go. Back. I like animals. I don't like to hurt them. Glad that bear turned tail. Now, back to Peters and Walters as Clark Kent. Walters? Professor Peters, where are you? Here, Kent. Are you all right? Kent, your life. What happened? This way, Professor. There, follow the flashlight. It's safe enough now. Gosh mighty. What was it? And uh, are you all right? Great heavens, what was that thing? That was the white terror Ray Martin warned us about. A full-grown white polar bear. And it was... What did you do? We heard a fight. Oh, I drove him off. Hit him on the snout, luckily. Never mind that now. It's something much more important. Look here. Where, where? What is it? Hold the light, Walters. There. Well, what of it? It's that ring again. No, it isn't. What? I found the witch doctor, and he was wearing that ring. Peters, Captain. That ring belonged to Captain Craig. And I can tell you something else, too. I'm sure of it. Walters, listen. Fair hair, taller than I am by half a foot. And what are you saying? A deep scar running all the way along his right jaw. Who answers that description, Walters? And, and you've seen him. Where is he? Back there in the ice caves, unconscious. Oh, Kent, what are you talking about? Professor, he's raving mad. Bewitched, if you like, out of his mind. But that witch doctor, the medicine man who never dies, the ruler of the Cunalakas, is the missing explorer, Captain Alonzo Craig. <laughs> it's, it's he. Craig, he came too. He's getting away. 
Peters, Walters, follow me after him. Come on, come on, Walters. Come on, Unbelievable mystery in the sunken temple of the Cunalaca Indians. Captain Alonzo Cragg, famous explorer missing over three years, has become the witch doctor who never dies. What has happened? What strange northern magic has entered his mind and soul? And the rescue party find him in the sunken caverns of the ice cliffs. Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate video box. What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, who came to Earth from interstellar space to walk the Earth disguised as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Sent to search for Alonzo Cragg, famous explorer who has been missing for over three years, Clark Kent is in the wilds of Ellesmere Land in the far north with Professor Peters and Captain Ike Walters, navigator. Hearing that Cragg has been captured by Indians, they have penetrated to the sunken temple of the Cunalacas, far down in the ice beneath the valley of the cliffs, where the witch doctor who never dies keeps watch over the mysterious treasure of the tribe. When we last saw him, Kent, as Superman, had overpowered the witch doctor, only to make the incredible discovery that the witch doctor was Alonzo Cragg himself. The explorer, evidently demented, had feigned unconsciousness and made good his escape in the twisting caverns of ice. As our story continues today, an hour has passed. Captain Walters has been sent up to the surface to bring back food and lanterns. Kent and Professor Peters have built a fire and are anxiously awaiting his return. Listen. You notice where we have our fire built, Kent? Apparently on the altar of the temple. What about it? Well, there seems to have been fire here before. That accounts for the wood. I wonder what they do down here. Ooh, native rituals, dances, something that sort, I imagine. Possibly in connection with the treasure. I wonder if Ray Martin was right. If there really is any treasure. Find Alonzo Cragg, Kent. Find out how he was turned from a man in the prime of life into the witch doctor of the Cunalacas. If you can find that out, 
discovery of the secret of the treasure will be very easy. I never should have let Craig escape. <laughs> you were quite sure the witch doctor was Craig? Positive, Professor. It's amazing. Simply amazing. How do you explain it? What's the answer? Hard to say, Kent. Either Craig has lost his mind or he's under the influence of some terrific force. Well, if that's true, what chance have we even if we do find him? Uh, Kent, I don't know. It It all looks hopeless. Kent. Kent, what's that? That grinding. Wait a moment, don't move. Professor, behind you. Back at the altar. Good heavens, what is it? In the light of the fire, look. Professor, a whole section of the ice is swinging to one side. It's a door. It's an opening door. Kent, Kent, look. That was no accident. Look into the opening. There's a passageway. I think we'll find, Kent, that that passageway leads into the treasure chambers of the Kuralaka. But how? What made it open? I don't understand. The heat of the fire, Kent, it's part of the ritual. When they lit their fire on the altar just as we lit ours, the heat started the mechanism that opens the ice door. Professor, got your light? Yes, but it, it's going dim, but, but still and on, it, it may do. Well, come on. We're going through that opening. Follow me. What, what do you see? Where does it lead? It leads into a room. Look, Kent, this is it. Look at those carvings on the wall, cut from the living ice. And there, there in the corner, Professor, it's another altar. And there's something on it. It's a chest, an old wooden chest, 17th century. Maybe older. Spanish or Portuguese. Professor, I'm going to break it open. Oh, oh if Walters would only come back. This flashlight is getting weaker and weaker. I can't wait for Walters. Come on, lend a hand here, Professor. Oh, Kent, you can't possibly do it. I think I can. Anyway, I can try. Maybe the wood's rotten. All right? Here goes. Kent, my dear fellow, how in the world? It's open. All right, Professor, throw back the lid. Great heavens. Look. Professor, it's true. There is a treasure. Oh, and what a treasure. Those stone diamonds, Kent. Hundreds of huge diamonds and, and emeralds. Look at that green fire, Kent. Look, look, look. Oh, look, there's more underneath. Red ones, too. There must be rubies. And there's gold. Look at all that stuff. Oh, Kent, it, it's unbelievable. Incredible. Why, it simply can't be true. And, and yet it is. Why, all the money in the world would buy one quarter of what's been locked away in that chest for who knows how many years. And it's ours, Kent. Just think of it. It's all ours. I can't believe it, Kent. We, we really must be dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Stop that, Professor. What's the matter with you? To, to get it out. To get it out. That, that's what we've got to do, Kent. Quick. 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 Kent, well, it's not possible. It's incredible. And it's all ours, Kent. Okay. Professor. This is out. It's collapsed. There's something queer about this. There's a strange odor in the air. What was that? Crack! The witch doctor. He's outside, outside of the temple. Oh, that's the game, is it? Watched us come in here, then he shut the ice door on us. We'll see how much difference that makes to Superman. 
Craig tried to knock us out with some kind of gas. Got Peters, all right. Good thing he can't see what happens next. Here it goes. Almost as hard as steel, but can't stand up against this. Now then, once more and we're out. There. That does it. Where's that witch doctor now? Oh, throwing knives at me, are you? Well, that's just too bad, my friend, because it shows me where you are. And this time, you won't get away. There he goes. Down that gallery. Faster, faster. Now then, I don't want to hurt him. It's Craig gone mad. Down we go. Down. Craig. Alonzo Craig. Stop that, you fool. You can't get away. And don't throw that knife either. I said stop. He doesn't know what he's doing. Craig. Captain Craig. Oh. He's strong. Stronger than any man I ever saw. What have they done to him? I've got to do something. I have to stun him. They hate to do it, but... That does it. He's out cold this time. Now, back to Peters. Here we go, Craig. Back up the gallery. Up. Up. Master, master. Ah, there's the glow of the fire. Just around that corner. Have to come down here. Peters has come too. I can't let him see me. Down. Down. Kent. Kent, where are you? What's happened? Coming, Professor. This way. Bring your light, will you? Oh, Kent. Kent, what happened to me? Everything went black. I, I must have collapsed. Professor, your flashlight, where is it? I, I don't know. I, I've lost it, Kent. I, I don't understand it. Neither do I, Professor. There was something in the air of that room. But look what I have here. What are you carrying? Come nearer the fire. Good heavens. See, Professor? This is the witch doctor. Did you ever know Captain Craig? Well, Kent, I... I can't believe it. it. It's not possible. Look at him. I caught him and knocked him out. I had to do it, Professor. He's a madman, a regular fiend. Oh, heaven help him. Kent, you are right. It is Alonzo Craig. Give me a belt, quick. What are you going to do? Tie him up, of course. Can't have him running off again. Oh, quick, beginning to move around. Oh, Kent, the poor fellow. What can we do? Get him out of here. And back to civilization where he can get medical treatment. Oh, what's keeping Walter so long? He ought to be back any minute now. Meanwhile, we've got a madman and millions of dollars in golden gems on our hands. That's it, Professor. Yes. Tie the bell around his feet. Good and tight. If we ever get out of this, he'll thank us for it. I see. But Kent, uh, what about his hands? My own belt's taking care of that. Uh-huh. There. All right. Now then, come back into that treasure chamber. Oh, you needn't worry. Whatever it was that knocked you out is cleared off by now. Well, if you say so, Kent. Why... Why, that tremendous gate, it's completely shattered. Yes, isn't it? Must have fallen. Well, in we go. Well, what are you going to do? Professor, I'm going to get that treasure chest out of there just as fast as I can. Come on, give me a hand oh, here, will you? but can't you? You can't move it. It's not possible. Oh, yes, we can. It's on a sled, don't you see? Right. Come on. Right. We're moving already. <coughs> Slide it right along in the ice. Yes, that's it. Careful now. Uh-huh. All right. You're getting good. Uh-huh. Pull, and I'll push from the back. Right. right. Ready? Right. That. It is moving, isn't it? Right. Like... Really, it slides quite easily. I told you it would. Oh, all right, that'll do. Hold it. Stop it right here by the altar. Now what? 
You know, I'm beginning to get worried about Walter. Yes, so am I. He's been gone over an hour. I don't like the look of things at all. Uh, all right. Now, then. Well, uh, what are you doing now? Putting the witch doctor, Crag, whichever you want to call him, right across the sled on top of the treasure chest. There. Now, Professor, you and I are going to drag this whole business out of here. Oh, no, can't we can't make it. Oh, yes, we can. Anyway, we've got to try. Can't wait any longer for Walters. We may meet him on the way up. Oh, but Kent, we don't know the way out. We don't even know which way Walters went. Wait a moment. Listen, Kent. What's that? The Indians. They're coming. They're coming down into the temple. Professor, quick. Lend a hand here. Grab hold of the sled. Kent, if they catch us in here... Oh, don't stop for that, Professor. We've got to get out. We've got to get Craig out, too. Pull, will you? Pull! Oh, Kent, we, we can't do it. No, 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 not that way. That's where they're coming from. Out this gallery, quick. Who's that coming? It's Walters. Hurry, Professor. Walters, hurry. Trapped in the depths of the sunken temple of the Cunalacas, caught with the sacred treasure, and the unconscious form of the witch doctor, who is Captain Cragg, bound hand and foot on the sled. What can be done? How can Superman and his companions escape to the surface of the ground? And even if they do, what then? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story... Of Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the outer reaches of the universe with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Kent had captured the Indian witch doctor and found that he was the missing explorer, Alonzo Cragg, completely under the effects of a native poison. As our story continues today, Kent and his friends have brought Cragg and the fabulous Indian treasure safely out of the sunken temple and back to their igloo camp. But an Indian war party is close on their trail. And as Kent remains outside on watch, Captain Walters and Professor Peters hurriedly pack up food and supplies. While beside them, the unconscious form of Crag, still bound, moans and tosses in rising delirium. Oh, no. Hey, what do you think them devils done to Crag? Oh. Captain, I, I have no idea. It's impossible to say. Maybe in some sort of hypnotic trance. Without that, he'll be out of it by now. Or it may be some drug, Indian poison, something that we know nothing whatever about. Professor, what if it is? I mean, some drug. What can we do? That remains to be seen, Captain. I fear. Oh, I doubt very much. Poor fellow. Three years of this. Listen, the dogs. Where's Kent? What are they yelping for? Kent! All right, Captain. Kent, what's going on? Are we starting? Can we make it? Can the dogs make it, Kent? Are they rested? The dogs might make it. But we're not starting, not now. What do you mean? Listen. 
Too late. We're caught, caught. The Kunalakas are coming down the trail. We've got to stay where we are and make a stand. We can't do that. They, they'll kill us. They'll murder every last one. Oh, they'll do the same if we try to leave and quicker. Get that axe, Captain Waters. Knock a hole through the wall. Hey, just a small one. I'm going to give them a taste of this rifle. Hurry it up. <laughs> in the igloo, Kent and his comrades hold off the hostile Indians. Night falls, and the Indians make camp outside, waiting, watching. Kent, what's the time? A little after midnight, Professor. Something wake you up? I, I don't know. What's going on? No change. I'm keeping watch. As far as I can tell, the Indians have made camp in a circle about a hundred yards away. They mean to starve us out. How many of them are there? I can't be sure. I think it's just a small war party. The rest of them are back at the temple. That's not my real worry. But what do you mean? How's Captain Craig? Oh, well, it's a oh, question oh. if he'll ever recover, Kent. He, he's getting worse. There's only one thing to do, Professor. If there is some secret, some way of bringing Craig back to health and reason... The Indians are the only ones who know it. And I'm afraid Craig is doomed. Well, get some sleep, Professor. I'll call you when it's your turn to go on watch. Oh, all right, Kent. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Sleep steals again through the dim interior of the tiny igloo, where hope is all but dead. But outside... High over the ice fields of Ellesmere Land, a dim shape hurtles through the night. Superman, red cape streaming in the wind, returns to the sunken temple in the cliffs of ice to force the secret of Crag's madness from the Kunalaka Indians. We find him now in the heart of the secret ice caves. They're still there. I can hear them chanting. Ah, there they are. And they see me. Now, down. Down into the middle of the temple. Now. Chief, I want to talk to him and put down those spears. Drop them. White man, your temptation will kill you, white man. Oh, you want to fight, do you? I said drop those spears. All right, if you insist on it. All right. Now, where's your chief? Ah, don't try to get away. All right, Chief. You and I are going to talk. What have you done to Alonzo Craig? You, you let go. I kill you. Not this time. What have you done to Alonzo Craig? Quick. Think, white captain. Uh, you never know that, white man. I never tell you. Oh, yes, you will. You'll tell me right now. I tell you, no. He medicine man. We make him medicine man. He stay medicine man till he die. You tell me what you've done to Craig. Or you'll die right here and now. Come on, you. You think so, white man. Go and kill me. Kill all Indians. But you'll never learn secret of Kunalaka. Never, never. White man, he stay medicine man till he die. Uh, hold, hold, hold Craig, Walter. Don't let him hurt himself. He's, he's getting delirious. He wasn't as wild as this last night. I tell you, there's going to be a crisis. He can't go on as he is now. Where on earth is Kent? Peters! 
Peters, how is oh, Captain Crank? Oh, man, Godfrey, Godfrey mighty. Well, where you been? Mind that now. How's Crank? But, Kent, what did you do? Peters, how's Crank? Never mind the question. Kent, he's worse. And see for yourself. He, he's mad. Delirious. He's afraid of that. All right, here. You hold him, Waters. I... Thank you. Professor Peters, help me get his mouth open. Hey, what? But, Kent, what are you going to do? What's that powder? I said hold him. Now then, Peters. Yes. Oh, just a second now. Do your best, Peters. Oh, he, he's locking his teeth. There, there you are, quickly. There. That's it. You got most of it. All right, now water. Make him drink. Force it down his throat. Quick. There. Kent, what, what is it? Where did you get that powder? Never mind. There's one chance in a million. More water, quick. Kent, what was that stuff you gave him? Look. Look at what? him. He, he's turning white. Kent, what have you done? The only thing I could. If I'd killed him... But we had the chance. Kent, Professor, listen. Wallace, Wallace, get the rifle. It's the Indians. Careful, Wallace. Watch what you're doing. Kent, they're coming. They're coming, sure enough. Hand me the gun. Here you are, quick, quick. No, no, Wallace, don't shoot, don't. What do you mean, don't shoot? They're right on top of us. They're coming right for the eagle, Kent. They're here. Kent, Kent, Kent. Wallace, give me that gun. Give it here. What are you seeing now, Kent? They're coming right in. They'll kill us. Right, man. We come. So I see. You'll have to wait, Chief. We know wait. Where is White Captain Medicine Man? Lying right there. See for yourself. Hmm. You wait too long. We do what we say. You wait until I see what happens. If the captain recovers. Where is treasure? We take treasure now. Get <laughs> Captain Craig! Look at him. He's trying to get out. Craig. Alonzo Craig. What is it? What's happening? You see, White Captain, speak. You give us pleasure, we go. Craig, Captain Craig, it's Walters. All right, Walters. And he knows me. Chief, I'll do what I said. You've done your part. You see that chest? Take it, it's yours. Can't have you gone out of your mind? That's the Indian treasure. I know it, but I promised. White man, now we go. Let you go in peace. Kent. Kent, what have you done? What is it? Captain Craig, take it easy. It's all right. Walters, how is he? Kent, he's weak, but he knows me. Say, I reckon he'll come out of it after all. Kent, Kent, I don't understand. Professor, I'm sorry. I did the only thing there was. I went to the Indians. They refused to give me the antidote to the drug. So, I bargained with them. I promised to return their treasure if they gave me the antidote. What is it? You gave them back the treasure? All those gems? That gold? Oh, it was theirs anyway. We had no right to it. Yes, I gave them back their treasure, Professor, for Captain Craig's life. And it was the best bargain I ever made. Look, look at the Indians, Professor. They're going back to the Valley of the Ice Cliff, back to their country. And we're going back to ours with Captain Craig. Come on, we'll get the dog time. That dog horn. Last time I heard it, Kent, was over three years ago. It's like coming back from the dead. Well, we're glad to have you back, Captain Craig. Oh, and that reminds me. This ring. I took it from you in the cave. No, no, I... Kent. I want to want to say something to you. Oh, please, Captain. No, no, no. Don't worry. I'm not going to even attempt to thank you. There aren't words in the language for that. But I do not want you to return the ring. I want you to keep it. Captain, it's a family heirloom. I know, I know. My father gave it to me years ago. He valued it above everything else in the world. And so do I. That's why I want you to have it, Kent. Captain, I'll look no, here. No, no, but when you saved a man's life, and more than that, 
You can't refuse him one small favor. Well, I... Please, please, please. I want you to have this ring. It carries the initials of our family. And there's a secret opening back in the seat. Uh, here, give me your finger. Captain, I don't know what to say, really. Well, I... We won't either of us say anything, Kate. We can't. But I want you to remember that this ring is a symbol. It's a symbol of the saving of a man's soul. Captain Craig, I'll keep this always. I... Oh, look. Look, there's Captain Walters waving to us from the bridge. We're nearing land. Come on. The mystery solved. Captain Alonzo Craig returned to health and sanity after three years of living burial. And Clark Kent with another amazing sensational story for the Daily Planet. But even while the expedition makes its way back to civilization, another assignment even stranger and more bizarre is taking form. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world, came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and walks about among human beings disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. As our story opens today, Clark Kent is on his way through the city room of the Daily Planet toward the private office of editor Perry White. As he is about to knock, he realizes that Lois Lane has approached, apparently headed in the same direction. Hello, Miss Lane. Oh, hello, Mr. Kent. Hey, you're looking great. Oh, what's new? Ask me later after I've seen the old man. White? Well, that's where I'm headed myself. He just called me. He just called me, too. Say, what's the big idea? <laughs> Haven't you heard? Conference of Leaders of American Journalism. Oh. <laughs> well, here we go. Come in. Oh, hello, Kent. Oh, Swain. You too, Lois. Fine. Come in. Close the door. Now, Lois, I'm entirely too old to lose my sleep on account of any members of your family. My family, Mr. White? Oh, you must mean Uncle Horace. Right. I do mean Uncle Horace. Uh, look here. If this is a family row, Mr. White, maybe I'd better run along. Now you stay where you are, Kent. You're in this too, or you will be. Who's Uncle Horace, Miss Lane? Uncle Horace is Dr. Horace Morton, one of our leading private meteorologists. Yes. Yeah. Our leading witch? He's a scientist. He studies all about the weather. Oh. He does more than that, Kent. He's probably the world's most accurate forecaster. His record of accuracy is simply amazing. And he won't tell us a word about it. Secret system, eh? Oh, Uncle Horace is just old and crotchety. He never reads the newspapers and he doesn't like journalists. I know what you're leading up to, Mr. White. You want me to go out and get an interview from Uncle Horace on how he does it. But it just isn't any use. Just the same, young lady. That's where you're going. You and Kent. Oh, please, Mr. White. I haven't seen him for years. I doubt if he knows I exist. All the more reason for calling on him. Charming niece, doting uncle. Show him what is missed. 
Seriously, boss, it's got to be done. If I'm right, there's a red-hot story. All right, Mr. White. I'll try. But you know... Never mind the buts. That's your assignment from now until further orders. You understand, Kent? Oh, look, Mr. White, bring me up to date, will you? Where is this old... Uh, I mean, this distinguished old scientist. What does he really do? Well, I can answer the first part of that, Mr. Kent. He lives on top of Music Mountain, outside of New Birmingham. Just like a murder mystery, Kent. All alone by himself. Except for Elmer Rogers. Huh? Who's Elmer? Assistant, handyman, secretary, chauffeur, grass cutter, comet catcher. All right, all right, all right. Now, what about Dr. Morton? What's the real setup? Kent, it's amazing. No one can explain it. But Dr. Morton's weather predictions over the past year have been practically 100% correct. Well, how do you know he isn't just lucky, Mr. White? Oh, don't run down your family, Lois. Accuracy like that isn't luck. Matter of fact, he's admitted that much himself. Oh, he has, eh? Uh, but that's all. He won't say another word. And it's important. If some definite workable system exists for really forecasting the weather, it's got to be known. Why, confound it, the man doesn't realize what he's holding back. Apparently, he can't see what it might mean to human beings all over the world. That's what I want you to point out to him. Well, marching orders, Miss Lane. When do we start? Right away. Motor to New Birmingham. Go from there to Music Mountain. Oh, come, come, Lois. Don't look so sour. Oh, I'm not sour. Just resign. Come on, Mr. Kent. Even if nothing else happens, they say the view from Music Mountain is lovely. You get more than the view or don't come back. And, oh, yes, give my regards to Uncle Horace. Good grief, Mr. Kent. Did you ever see it rain harder in your life? Well, to put it in words of one syllable, no. Where in the world did it come from? Just a little while ago, it was perfectly clear. And the weather report on the radio said it was going to remain clear. I wonder what Uncle Horace's weather forecast was. Well, if we have any luck, it won't be long till we know. Say, where are we? Outside of New Birmingham. Say, look at that rain, will you? It seems to be getting worse. Now, I'm going to pull up a bit till this stops. I only hope it keeps up. You only hope it keeps up? Why? Well, haven't you heard? If it keeps up, it can't come down. Oh, <laughs> just one more like that, Clark Kent. I know, I know. You'll walk home. Hey, look, someone's coming. Yeah, with his headlights on. He's coming fast. I'll switch my lights on, too. I don't want him to hit us. Why, why they're stopping. Look, they jumped out of the car. They're running this way. And all this rain. What the dickens are you supposed... Get out of this car. Come on, make it fast. What's the big idea? Who do you think you are? Come on, come on. I got no time for back talk. Get out of the car. I'll see you. Mr. Kent, look out. He had the gun. We want this car. Come on. Mr. Kent, do as he says. Don't argue. Come on, you heard me. Make it fast. Come on. Okay, baby. Wait, don't make him angry. Let him have her car if they want it. Look, they're turning around. Mr. Kent, what do you think it is? I think it's some kind of a getaway, Miss Lane. They're one jump ahead of the police, and they think they can break up their trail by switching cars. Let's get in their car, quick. What are you going to do? I knew it. They've taken the keys. You stay in here and keep dry, Lois. Well, you get in here, too. Mr. Kent, wait. You'll be all right. I'm going to beat it back to the nearest phone. Now, wait right where you are until I get back. Now, then. Thank heavens for the storm and the fog. She can't see me changing to Superman. Back to the nearest phone, eh? I think not. I'll settle with those birds myself. Up we go. Up and away. I don't know what's happened, what they've done, but they're outside the law, that's plain enough. And they've stolen our car. They won't get away with it. 
Too bad if I have to smash it up. Ah, there they are. Going like the devil, too. Down, down. I'll drop down in the road ahead of them and make them stop. Now, then. Here they come. 70 miles an hour. Oh, so you won't stop, eh? We'll see about that. See how you like hitting a Superman. Here they are. Now. Right on me to the ditch. Save the guy. Catch them before they come up. Run. Don't try to run. There we are. Get away. Get away. Quick, babe. Beat it. Beat it, eh? Not this time. Don't pull that gun. Here come the police. Just to make sure they find you when they get here. That does it. He's out, but not hurt. Here comes the law. Got to get back to Lois. Up we go. Up. Up. I'm afraid our car's wrecked for keeps. Too bad. Well, we'll get the police to take us back to town. Then we'll get another car and head for Music Mountain. Late the following evening, Kent and Lois Lane in another car ascend the dark and winding road up Music Mountain. Boy, some road, I'll say. Wonder how your uncle ever gets down to civilization. Huh? What? I say, I wonder how your uncle Horace gets down to town for his beans and bacon. Oh. What's the matter? Not sick, are you? Oh, no, I'm all right. You've been awfully quiet lately. Sure you feel all right? Certainly I'm all right. Say, aren't we almost there? We're almost up the mountain. I suppose the road ends at the observatory. Yes, there it is. Through the trees ahead. Oh, yeah. I guess that must be it. Mr. Kent. Look. Wait a minute. What? Stop the car. I want to talk to you. Before we get there. Oh, sure. But what's the idea? Mr. Kent. I've been thinking. There's something I ought to show you. Something you ought to show me? What are you talking about? Look, this piece of paper. I found it in the car. You know, the bandit car. Well, what is it? Let me see it. There's writing on it. Read what it says. Uh, switch on that dashlight, will you? Thanks. All set. Professor promises storm at 3.30. Be ready to go when it hits. Say, that's mighty queer, Lois. You say you found this in the car? Yeah, after you went looking for the police. They said those fellas had pulled a payroll hold up and made their getaway in the thunderstorm. Mr. Kent, would that mean Uncle Horace? Great Scott. Oh, if it did. Oh, no, I can't believe it. Oh, of course not. Oh, you, you, you've got it all wrong. No, but Mr. Kent, what else can it mean? Professor promises storm at 3.30, and it was just before 4 when we met them on the road and they took our car. Mr. Kent, you don't think... You don't think there's a connection between Uncle Horace and those payroll bandits, do you? Come on, Miss Lane. There's the observatory. Now, you let me take that paper and just forget about it. Come on. Mr. Kent, it's all dark. There's no light anywhere. It's so gloomy. The whole place is gloomy. So worried and afraid. Now, 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 here, pull yourself together. What are you afraid of? I don't know. I just have a feeling something's wrong. Something's happened. Oh, nonsense. Ah, here we are. I'll knock. Listen, is anyone coming? I don't think so. Uh, yes, yes, there is too. Yeah, he's right back at the door. Who's that? Who's there? Uncle Horace, is that you? Uncle Horace, uh, are you looking for Dr. Morton? Oh, why, it's Rogers. 
Rogers, don't you remember me? Lois Lane? It's years since you've seen me, but I do think Lois you might... Lois Lane. Oh, Miss Lois, thank heaven you come. Uh, come inside, quickly, before he hears you and comes down. Oh, what's the matter? Inside, inside, while I close the door. Oh, Miss Lane, Miss Lois, you don't know what it means to see somebody. Somebody I can talk to. Why, Rogers, what's the matter? You sound absolutely terrified. Terrified? Wait what I tell you. Oh, Miss Lois... Someone's you... coming. Down those stairs. It's him. He heard you knock. I can't tell you now. He's coming. Now, don't say a word. Remember, not a word. Not one word. Sudden, unexplained mystery at the observatory of Dr. Horace Morton, high on the lonely slope of Music Mountain. What has happened? What terrible secret does the assistant Rogers wish to share with Lois Lane? And what is the connection, if any, between Horace Morton, world-famous scientist and the thunderstorm bandits of New Birmingham. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Faster than an airplane. Stronger than a locomotive. Who came to Earth from the planet Krypton. And who walks about among human beings disguised as Miles Clark Kent. News reporter for the Daily Planet. Sent by Editor White of the Planet to interview Dr. Horace Martin, well-known weather forecaster and uncle of Lois Lane. Kent and Lois had had a strange adventure on the road. Fleeing payroll bandits seized their car during a violent storm, leaving behind them a fragment of a note which indicated there might be a connection between the crime and Dr. Morton. On their arrival at the lonely observatory on Music Mountain, Kent and Lois were received by Morton's assistant, Elmer Rogers, in a high state of nerves. But before Rogers could tell them the cause of his alarm, Dr. Morton appeared at the top of the stairs. 
As our story continues today, some few minutes have passed. Dr. Morton has taken Kent and Lois to his laboratory, while Rogers has returned to another part of the building. A clock strikes the half hour. A telephone bell rings. Rogers answers. Listen. Hello, Morton Observatory. Hello, who's this, Rogers? Yes. This is Mr. Collins. Oh, yes, Mr. Collins. Dr. Morton there? Why, he has visitors just now, sir. Is there something I could do? What visitors? Uh, his niece, Miss Lane, and a young gentleman named Kent, a uh, newspaper man. Newspaper man? Horton's not giving out any interviews, is he? Oh, no, sir. He hasn't yet. Of course, I don't know. Miss Lane works on the same paper. No interviews, Rogers. Make sure Morton understands. Kendrick can't afford to have any news get out right now. Well, oh, I'm sure Dr. Morton understands that, Mr. Collins. All right, never mind that now. What I really called about was the forecast. I'm absolutely sure? Yes, sir. So far as I know. Fog and hail into Birmingham at approximately 10.45 tonight, is that right? That's what Dr. Morton said. What's the time now? Uh, just 10.30. Please remind Dr. Morton that the syndicate is checking all this very carefully. If there's a slip-up, they probably won't want to go on with it. He hasn't failed yet, sir. I've just checked the weather station. They swear that it'll be clear with rising temperatures. Fog and hail, that's what Dr. Morton said, sir. But I'm a little worried. Worried at what, Mark Rogers? And what happens at these demonstrations, Mr. Collins? For example, the thunderstorm yesterday afternoon. What about it? There was a holdup, a payroll robbery. Sure, coincidence. Then the hailstorm last week at Northwood. Right in the middle of it, a jewelry store on Main Street was robbed in broad daylight. Forget it, Roger. But I can't forget it, Mr. Collins. It looks, it almost looks as if someone knew what was going to happen. As if they used Dr. Morton's demonstrations to... I said forget. You know what depends on this, Rogers. If Morton can prove what he says, the syndicate will back him to the hill. If not, well, it's all over. Just the same, Mr. Collins. I don't like it. If anything happens tonight... Well, what about it? If something does happen tonight, what do you do? I shall go straight to Dr. Morton and tell him what I think. That he's being used. Improperly used. I wouldn't do that, Rogers. I really wouldn't. Wouldn't you? No, not for a minute. Now, just stop and think. If he's being used, the gang is pulling off this stuff and you went and stopped it, well, just consider what your life would be worth. Good heavens. You think they... I think they... You probably run a terrible risk, Rogers. I really do. What's the time now? Why, uh, 10.35. Ten minutes to go. I hope Dr. Morton's prediction is correct. Oh, yes, sir. I'm sure it is, sir. Very well, that's all, Rogers. Only remember what I said. Good night. 10.35, 10.40. Meanwhile, in the main room of the observatory, Dr. Horace Morton entertains his guest, Lois Lane, his niece, and Clark Kent. <laughs> Please, Uncle Horace, you wouldn't want us to have made the trip just for nothing, now, would you? My dear Lois, a great part of my time in the past few months has been given over to foiling the designs of newspaper people. Oh, Mr. Kent, isn't he dreadful? See what you can do. Oh, really, Dr. Morton? You've done such wonders in meteorology, forecasting the weather so accurately. I give you my word, they're talking about it everywhere. And now, flattery. <laughs> no, my boy, it's no use. No use, whatever. When I get ready to describe my work, I'll do so in detail. And not before. Uncle Horace, have you some secret system? Oh, possibly, possibly. The best weather bureaus in the world are only about 85% accurate, Doctor. And you're right 95% of the time. 95, my dear boy. 
I'm 100% accurate. How in the world do you do it? Oh, Mr. Kent, isn't it exciting? You do it with all those wheels and machines and instruments, Uncle Horace? Certainly different from any observatory I was ever in. I won't answer questions, but I might give a demonstration. Really, Uncle Horace? Morton's mystical meteorology. Also, fortunes in tea leaves. (laughs) What's the weather doing outside at the moment, Mr. Kent? I'd say it was clear and cool. Well, clear and cool. Uncle Horace, what are you doing? Adjusting the instruments, my dear. Don't come too close. Part of the Morton system is a free use of electricity. Electricity? Good heavens. Well, what a weird light. What's that for, Uncle? What are you doing with those levers? Directing the mechanical calculators. Please stand where you are, Mr. Kent. Oh, don't worry. I'm too interested to move even if I wanted to. Uncle Horace, what happens now? Well, uh, first of all, we might check. See what my colleagues and rivals have to say. There's a telephone extension there on the table, Mr. Kent. Call this number and get the latest weather reports. All right. Southwesterly southwest wind. Tonight, clear and cool. Tomorrow, fair. Well, clear and cool. Dear, dear, dear. Now, let's see what the Morton system says. I think we have enough to go on by now. Can you make out what he's doing? Not very well. He's looking into some kind of a glass thing on the table. Might be a camera. I think, what do you want a camera for? Most interesting. And once again, I fear the usually respected authorities are wrong. Yeah, me, yes. Quite wrong. Well, what is the weather going to be, Uncle Horace? Fog and hail, my dear. And almost at once. Thick fog. And rather severe hail. Now, if you'll excuse me for a few minutes. Oh, I surely, sir. We'll be all right. Oh, don't let us bother you, Uncle Horace. I shan't be long. Possibly you'd like to go out on the balcony, uh, through the French doors there. If you want anything, uh, ring for Roger. All right. Come on, Miss Lane. Let's do a little observing ourselves out on the balcony. Clear and cool. Well, it's cool enough. Mr. Kent, what do you make of it? I'm darned if I know. But I'll tell you this. Something awfully funny going on around here. What do you mean? I don't know. But all that machinery and and, and the electricity... Oh, that's for the weather forecasting. He said so himself. Oh, Oh, bunk. Don't you believe it. I've been in weather bureaus before, and I never saw anything like that. They used barometers and wind speed indicators and charts and stuff like that. He made a forecast. If he didn't use the machinery, how did he do it? Well, that's what gets me. As far as I could see, he didn't do a thing. He just grabbed it out of the air. And, of course, you realize he was laughing at us all the time. Yeah, he certainly was having a whole lot of fun. Well, if you ask me, he didn't make a forecast at all. He just said so to throw us off. He's a queer person, Mr. Kent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cold and clammy. Why, well, what's happened? Look, you can't see the stars anymore. What is it? Well, for the... Great Scott, it... it's fog. A thick bank of fog has just drifted right down on top of us. Fog? What? Why, that's just what he said. Ow! What's the matter? Something hit me on the head. Oh, there it is again. Hey, something hit me, too. Miss Lane, it's hailstones. Hailstones as big as marbles. Mr. Kent, fog and hail. It's just what he said. Then he was doing something with all that machine. I guess he was, all right. He certainly did make a bang-up forecast. Oh, here. Let's get inside before we get rained. Come on. 
I'll close the window. All right. Well, I'll say this much, Miss Lane. Your old Uncle Horace is right on the ball, all right. He sure called the turn. Gee, how popular he must be with the regular weather people. Boy, and how. Calls them up, gets their report, and then makes monkeys out of them. Just look at that storm. And it came up out of nowhere. Yeah. So suddenly. Oh, isn't that lightning? Yeah, there's the thunder. Well, you usually get thunder and lightning with hail. Mr. Kent, just look at that. Out through the window. Those hailstones are almost big enough to break the glass. Yeah, and the fog. Hey, you, you can't see your hand before your face. Well, even if we don't smoke out the secret of what your uncle's doing, Miss Lane, we'll have a swell eyewitness story. White'll love us. Oh, what was that? It, it, it sounded like a shot. That's what I thought myself. Wait, you stay here. Where are you going? I'm going to see if anything's happened. I'm going to find Dr. Morton. Well, call to him. Uncle Horace. Dr. Morton. Uncle Horace. Dr. Morton. Oh, it's no use. Whoever he is, he doesn't hear us. I'm coming with you, Mr. Kent. All right, come on. Where did you think that noise came from? Inside or outside? Inside. Come on, down these stairs. It's not the way your uncle went. Come on, we're probably on a wild goose chase. Well, wait. Wait, don't get too far ahead of me. All right. Mr. Kent, what's the matter? What are you looking at? Miss Lane. Wait. Don't come down here. Go back. Go back upstairs. Say, what's the idea? If there's any excitement, I want to be in on it. No, no, Miss Lane, go back, please. Clark Kent, what's the matter with you? I told you oh. not to come down. I told you. Who is it? What's happened? Oh, quick, quick, let's do something. It's no use. It's Rogers. Elmer Rogers. Is he? Is he? Yes. He is. Shot dead from close range. And there's the gun that did it. But why? Answer me that. And another thing. Now we'll never know what he wanted to tell us when we came in. Another mystery. Who or what killed Elmer Rogers? What was the secret he wanted to tell Kent and Lois? And meanwhile, where is Dr. Horace Morton? And what is he really doing in the lonely observatory on Music Mountain? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh? The Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, diggy! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Superman. 
presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, mighty champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the outer reaches of the universe with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and walked about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw them, Kent and Lois Lane were at the observatory of Lois's uncle, Dr. Horace Morton, for an interview on the amazingly accurate Morton system of weather forecasting. As soon as they had arrived, they realized something was wrong. Elmer Rogers, Morton's assistant, had started to warn them, and it suddenly stopped. Later, a possible connection had appeared between the Morton Observatory and the lonely slopes of Music Mountain and an outbreak of crime in the nearby town. Finally, during a heavy hailstorm, which Dr. Morton had correctly prophesied, Kent and Lois heard a shot. Running to investigate, they discovered Elmer Rogers, the assistant, lying dead on the floor of his room. As our story continues today, a very few seconds have passed. Kent and Lois Lane are bending over the still form of Rogers while the hail beats outside. And Dr. Morton is nowhere to be found. Listen. Mr. Kent, listen, that hailstorm is still going on. Never mind the hailstorm, Miss Lane. I told you not to come down here. I'm sorry. I'll be all right. It's just so sudden. Roger's shot. Who do you think did it and why? Can't tell you that, Miss Lane. But I can tell you how. There's the gun. See? There under the bench. Uh, don't touch it. I won't. What are we going to do? Nothing for the moment. One of the first things I'd like to know is... Listen, is that someone coming? Yes, down the stairs. Must be your uncle. Uncle Horace! Uncle Horace! Horace, my dear, where are you? I, I declare, I, I was afraid you'd run off. We're down here, Dr. Morton. Something's happened. Please be ready for a shock. A shock, my boy? What are you talking about? Good heavens. Oh, Uncle Horace. I can't. What's happened? Uh, what's the matter with Rogers? I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Rogers has been shot. Killed. Killed? Elmer Rogers? Why, why that's not possible. It, it can't be. Great heavens. How did he do it? How did he do it? Uncle Horace, you mean you think he did it himself? My dear Lord, what else? Yes, and there's the gun he used to do it with, too. See, right here. Don't pick it up, Dr. Morton. Please, let it alone. Uh, don't pick it up. But nonsense, my boy. How am I going to look at it if I don't pick it up? Hey, uh, look. Look, see for yourself. All right. Damage is done now. What's he talking about? What damage? Uncle, if there were fingerprints on the gun, you spoiled them by picking it up. Fingerprints? Oh, bless my soul. Clark, what are you going to do now? Notify the police. That's all there is to do. And the quicker, the better. Would you mind phoning them, Dr. Morton? Police phone? Why, uh, certainly, certainly. Just tell them Mr. Rogers has been killed and ask them to get here as soon as they can. But uh, uh, look here, Kent. Uh, must we have the police? Do you think it's really necessary? My uncle, of course it's necessary. Please hurry and telephone. I'm sorry, Dr. Morton. There's no way out. The telephone's upstairs, isn't it? All right, all right. If you think it's the thing to do. Oh, poor Rogers. Poor fellow. Ah. How do you make of that? Mr. Kent, I don't understand it. He ought to be all broken up. Rogers has been with him for years, but, but he isn't broken up. He's quite calm. Isn't he? I don't like to say it, Miss Lane, but he acts like a man who's trying to be broken up. What do you mean? I think you know. You and I, the doctor, and Elmer Rogers are the only four people on Music Mountain. That is, so far as we know. If Elmer Rogers was killed, one of us killed him. Oh, no, Uncle Horace couldn't have done it. Your uncle was out of the room when we heard the shot. Where was he and what was he doing? 
And he was pretty cute about picking up the gun, too. What do you mean? I mean, if there were two sets of prints on that gun, Rogers and somebody else's, and that somebody else happened to be Horace Morton, well, he's got a perfectly legitimate explanation now. The prints got on the gun when he picked it up. Clark, it's not so. I don't believe it. And anyway, how do you know Rogers didn't do it himself? You remember how strangely he acted when we got here. Not strangely. Frightened, Miss Lane. And frightened of what? Why did he stop talking? Because he saw Dr. Morton coming. Here he comes again. My dear Kent, most unfortunate. But we can't get the police. We can't get anyone. Oh, what's the matter? Uh, apparently the storm has broken down the wires. Sharp but severe. What? You mean the line's dead? You can't get the operator? Believe me, I can't get a soul. Mr. Kent, there's only one thing to do. You've got to get down the mountain to New Birmingham while Uncle Horace and I stay here at the observatory. Leave you here? You must. I don't mind. I'll be all right. Oh, she's right, my boy. That is, if you feel you must go at all. Go ahead, Mr. Kent. Take the car and get down and bring back the police. We'll stay right here while you're gone. Well, all right. But don't take chances. Keep your eyes open, Miss Lane, and be careful. Hurry, Mr. Kent. Uncle Horace will look after me, won't you, Uncle? Uh, uh, bless myself. Certainly, certainly. Of course, Very well, I'll go. Out this door right here. Leads to the road, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, where's your car? Down around the turn. We walked the last few steps. Hello, the storm stopped. Still foggy, though, but the hail's gone. Hurry. Hurry down and hurry back. I hate to do it. She's probably safe enough. He did kill Rogers. He wouldn't dare do anything to his own niece. That would pin it on him for keeps. I think I can make better time to New Birmingham as Superman. Get down and back faster than they imagine. All right, this ought to do it. Up we go. Up and faster. Faster. Down the mountain like a bullet. Out. Out and away. Flashing through the night air, red tape streaming in the wind, Superman streaks down the mountain and out over the streets of New Birmingham, searching for police headquarters. But suddenly he sees lights, crowds, hears shouts, desperate calls, police lines fighting to keep back a frenzied mob. Down he sweeps, and down. What's that? Looks like something's happened at the bank. And if I want police, this is where I'll find them. I'll duck down into that alley and come out again as Clark Kent. Down! Down! think anybody's seen me. What in thunder's going on? Well, I'll soon know. Just as quick as I can get hold of an officer. Ah. There's a police sergeant right now. Hey there, sergeant! Sergeant! Out of the way, young fellow. Out of the way. Can't stop now. Get back. Officer, listen. There's been a murder up on Music Mountain. I've just come down. Well, uh, what's that? I say there's been a murder on Music Mountain in Dr. Morton's observatory. Well, who, who is it? Creek, Morton's assistant, Elmer Rogers. Wait, you, you say he's dead? Shot through the heart. Well, if he's dead, it'll have to wait, now. If, if we don't work fast, there'll be three men dead right here in town. Right, what's happened? I'm a reporter. Oh, a reporter. Okay. Well, there was a dimple of a big hailstorm, yes. and right in the middle of it, a gang tapped the bank. What? A gang held up the bank during that storm? Yeah. They held up the bank, got away clean, and left three special officers in the vault, locked in with a time lock. What? Three men locked in a vault? Officer, how long have they been there? I don't know. Maybe half an hour, maybe less. They'll suffocate if they ain't out there pretty quick. And the time lock set for tomorrow morning. What? We can't do a thing. We can't choose dynamite. They'll die. Every last one of them. Sergeant, that vault, where is it? What's it to you? You can't do anything. Where is it? I've got to know. Right over yonder, under the main part of the bank. Hey, where are you going? Hey, what about that murder? Hey! Can't stop now. This is more important. A bank hold up during that hailstorm, eh? I wonder if that had anything to do with what Rogers wanted to tell us. 
And that note Lois found. We'll have to go into that later. Right now, my job is getting into that vault. Back to that alley, quick. Dynamite may not be able to reach that vault, but I think Superman can. Ah, uh, here we are. Down. Down. Now then, it ought to be right under here. Ten feet of earth, three feet of steel and concrete. Well, here goes. Hidden in the darkness of the alley, Superman applies his terrific strength to tearing into the earth above the vault. Muscles of steel, hands and fingers like steel talons rip through earth and stone. Dust and debris rise in a whirling cloud, and suddenly, Superman finds himself at the face of the vault. Now then, sheet steel and reinforced concrete. Now! Almost in. Oh, I can hear them gasping. Once more... Ah, made it. Into the vault. There they are, out cold, dying from suffocation. The fresh air will fix that. Now what? Well, I could take them out the way I came in, of course. But there's a crowd in the bank. I think it would be simpler to knock the door of the vault out. All I have to do, really, is grab hold of the edges and... Locks are getting away. Ah, but they'll be surprised out there. Hope they have the sense to stand back. Here goes. Once more, if we do it. Hey! What's happening? What's going on? Who's that guy? Where'd he come from? Hey! hey. Sorry, gentlemen. Can't stay. Got business elsewhere. Now, back the way I came in. Out to the alley. Out, out, and away! They'll talk about that forever. But they won't connect it with Clark Kent. That's all that matters. Now, back to the observatory and Lois. Up we go. Out of the alley. This does it. Away. Up. Up. Faster. And away. Back up the mountain goes the winging shape, while in the streets of New Birmingham, stunned crowds sway and cluster about the bank, watching the prisoners in the vault come out as men rescued from the dead. Police organized for a hurried trip to Martin Observatory. But Superman is there far ahead of them, sweeping down out of the darkness to the doorway before the house. There we are. Hope Lois is all right. Down we go. Down. Down. Now, up to the door. And then back to Clark Kent. Miss Lane! Miss Lane, it's me! It's Clark Kent! I'm back! Open the door. That's peculiar. Great Scott, I hope... Why, the door isn't even locked. It's open. Where are they? Lois! Lois! Dr. Morton, where are you? Dr. Morton! Great heavens, they're not here. What could have happened? The place is empty, deserted. Lois! Lois Lane! Lois! Lois! Mystery piling on mystery. Kent returns to find the observatory empty and deserted. Where are Lois and Horace Morton? Who killed Elmer Rogers? And what sinister connection is fast taking form between the Morton weather forecast and the dark forces of the underworld? Tune in and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now Superman, mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. He walks about among human beings disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. Sent to investigate remarkably accurate weather predictions by the famous meteorologist Horace Morton, Kent and Lois Lane have run head-on into mystery. Elmer Rogers, Morton's assistant, has been murdered during a violent storm. When Kent went down the mountain to inform the police, he found that thieves had broken into the new Birmingham bank and locked its officers in the vault. Superman rescued the imprisoned men and then raced back to the lonely observatory, only to discover that Lois and Dr. Morton were nowhere to be found. As our story continues today, the police have arrived, and Kent is explaining the situation to the sergeant in charge. Listen. Listen, sergeant. During the storm, Miss Lane, she's Dr. Morton's niece... She and I were in the laboratory, up there at the head of the stairs. Yes. Well, we heard a shot. And when we came down here to see what had happened, we found Elmer Rogers. Shot? Shot and killed. With a revolver that was lying near him on the floor. Wait a minute. You say that you and Miss Lane, where was Doc Morton? He came in while we were bending over Rogers. He'd been out. Out where? I don't know. Okay. Then what? Well, I told him to telephone the police. But he came back after a while and said the wires were down. So I left him here with Miss Lane and hurried to New Birmingham myself. I told the police, then came right back. And here's what I want to tell you. There isn't a sign of either Miss Lane or Dr. Morton. They've, they've simply vanished. Huh? Well, where are they going? Well, if I knew, I'd tell you. Okay, we got to look around. Maybe they're hiding. Uh, you went over the place, upstairs and down? Everywhere except the cellar, if there is one. Okay, we'll take a look at it. Where's the door? Oh, I don't know. Maybe through here. You want to take a look at Rogers on the way? What do you say, Devlin? Not much, George. We got him all right. Not from close by. We'll take the gun back and check it for print. Wait a minute. What's this here? Where'd this dirt come from? Oh, that's kind of gravel-like. He had it in his hand. Had it in his hand? Well, what is it? Here, you take a look. Where'd it come from? Looks like black dirt. Yeah. You ever seen it before? No. If, if he had it in his hand when Miss Lane and I looked at him, I, I guess we missed it. If he had it in his hand. You don't think somebody put it in there later, do you? What's the matter? Shh. Keep quiet. What's up? What do you hear? Beyond that door, just behind you. Someone is coming up a flight of stairs. Huh? What are you talking about? Bless my soul. Dr. Morton. Morton? Are you Dr. Morton? Of course. Uh, You went to get the police, didn't you, Ken? You know, I'd completely forgotten. Dr. Morton... Where is Lois? Lois? Yes. Dear me, isn't she upstairs in the laboratory? That's where I left her. She is not in the laboratory. No? Then she's probably in bed. Sensible girl. Too much excitement. People getting killed, calling police. Dr. Morton, Lois is not in bed. As you know perfectly well. Where is she? My dear Miss Fitchett. I left her here with you while I went to get the police. Now she's gone. Where is she? I give you my word, I haven't the faintest idea. Come on, Doc. What have you done with her? What have I done with her? What were you doing down in the cellar? My dear Kent, your tone. I don't like it. I don't care whether you like it or not. What were you doing down in that cellar? Devlin, go down them stairs and see what you can find. Okay, Sarge. Now then, Doc, 
Come on, speak up. Didn't expect us to get here so soon, did you? You thought you'd get away with it. Well, come on, let's have it. I really don't know what you're talking about. I want to know what you were doing down those cellar stairs. Well, if you must, I, I have a small chemical laboratory. When Lois and I were left alone, I advised her to find a book. As I recall, I, I left her reading. You left her? Where'd you go? I remembered I'd been working on an experiment. A new step in the breakdown of pitch blend. A what? I doubt if you'd understand. You know the new Birmingham refinery? The refinery? Yes. Sure, yes, whatever. I have some acquaintance with the director, Mr. Milo Fales. At his request, I have been investigating the breakdown of pitch blend ores into radium. Radium? You mean there's a radium refinery in New Birmingham? Yeah, that part of it's straight enough, but the rest ain't. I don't believe a word of it. Come on, Al. Wait a minute, Sergeant. I just thought of something. What is that gravel? Yeah. Dr. Morton, look at this stuff. You know what it is? Where did you get that, Mr. Kent? It was in Roger's hands when he was killed. What is it? Pitch blend, Mr. Kent. The same very valuable pitch blend ore that I worked with alone in my cellar laboratory. You mean he stole it? It would seem so. Okay, that's enough for me. Method, that there gun. Motive, on account of he stole the radium. Opportunity, when you sneaked out and left Kent and Miss Lane alone. You're coming with me, Doc. And just what are you talking about, officer? You heard me. You're coming down to jail, and you're coming now. Oh, yeah, devil? Ain't nothing down there, Sarge. Just a little room and a bench with a lot of bottles and stuff. Wait. Any place to hide anything? No. It ain't more than 12 feet square. Slip right out of the rock. Get my coat, Devlin. All right, come along, Doctor. I protest. I protest most emphatically. This is an outrage. Monstrous. I shall complain. Okay, okay. Complain to the judge. But you're coming with me and you're coming now. Hey, Devlin. You stay here and search the place. Okay. You too, kid. We want you for a witness. I'll send the coroner up. Sergeant, look. Tire tracks. What? Tire tracks. The car. What are you talking about? What car? Oh, uh, forget it. Forget it. I, I made a mistake. Uh. Devlin. You'll get out after that girl. Search the house first, then the woods. If you don't find her, we'll be back to the party. I'll see you later. Come on. Come on back inside. You'll get soaked. No, you uh, you go ahead. Search the house. I'll look around outside. I don't mind the rain. Well, holler if you find anything. Find anything? I should say I have. Good thing that sergeant didn't question me. I almost gave myself away. Calling attention to those tire tracks, I almost blurted out that Lois's car was gone. Then they'd start asking me what I used to get to town in. Let me look at those tracks. Down the road, ah, looks like a skid. It's traveling fast. Here, what's this? More tracks. There was another car here. Those aren't Lois's tire marks. Her car left in a hurry, and the second car went after it. Well, I think it's time Superman took a hand and went after them both. Up we go. Up, up, and away. Far ahead on the narrow, twisting mountain road, wet and treacherous, Lois Lane desperately urges her car to its highest speed. Behind her, a second car, long and black and low, relentlessly closes in. Suddenly, the silver glitter of water, a narrow bridge, the second car creeps up, while high overhead, Superman streaks through the stormy sky. There it is. That's Lois's coupe. And she's driving it, but who's that chasing her? Great Scott, they're going at top speed, both of them. 
They're on the bridge. The second car's trying to pass. What? He's crowding Lois into the bridge. Got to get into this. Down. Down. They're forcing Lois over. Oh, she's crashed. She's going through the rail. She's in the lake. I'll have to let those other fellows go. Got to get Lois down into that water. Faster. Faster. What's happened? What was it? Oh, it's Miss Lane. You're all right. Just just take it easy. Oh. Oh, Clark. Mr. Kent. The car. What happened? You had a nasty spill. A car shoved you into the lake. Luckily, I got there in time to pull you out. But but where are we now? It was the strangest thing in the world. Just as I pulled you out, this fellow came along in his truck, and he's giving us a lift into town. Sure thing you know, mister. I'll have you up to that there hospital in no time. Miss Lane, how do you feel? I'm all right. But but those men, where are they? What men? The ones that were chasing me. Oh, Mr. Kent, just after you left, two men came in a car. They were the ones who killed Rogers. I heard them. They didn't know I was there, but... You heard them confess to the murder? Lois, Miss Lane, who who were they? Oh, I don't know. They were after Uncle Horace, but but he was down in the cellar. He never even knew. Then what he said was true. He didn't do it. Do what? Kill Rogers. The police thought your uncle murdered Rogers because he'd stolen some radium ore. Oh, no, no. Poor Uncle Horace. Mr. Kent, it wasn't that at all. I heard the whole story. Those men, they were using him. They were criminals. You mean... Wait, Scott, you mean they were committing crimes when they knew there were storms coming? Lois, Miss Lane, that that explains everything. Oh, it was more than that, Mr. Kent. Uncle Horace, he didn't just forecast when storms were coming. He made them. What? But that's not possible. Oh, but it is. It is. I heard everything before they saw me. Uncle Horace made the storms. And he never knew what they were doing, but, but Rogers knew, and he said he'd tell, and, and that's why they killed him. Oh, Mr. Kent, Uncle Horace, where is he now? He's in jail, but he won't be there long. Hey, there. Never mind the hospital. Drive straight to the jail. Jail? Yes. Okay, mister. Right in here now. But, there's something I don't understand. Why were these men after you? Oh, they heard me, and I ran to the door and in the car. I just got away, but but they came after me. I drove as fast as I could to get to town and the police, but but they came alongside on that bridge. Never mind. I... I know what happened after that. And boy, was it lucky. Oh, look. Here we are. There's the jail. Police headquarters. What? Oh, what's happened? Look at that crowd. Mr. Kent, what is it? Well, I, I... Hey, what's all the shooting? Oh, there's the man I want. Sergeant! Sergeant! What the? Hey, Kent! Yeah? Where'd you come from? Say, don't tell me you got the lane, girl. Sergeant, here she is, and she told me the whole story. Morton didn't commit that murder. We've got to get him out. Where is he? Where is he? That's what I want to know myself. Doc Morton's gone. Gone? Gone where? What do you mean? I mean he's been snatched, taken away. Listen, I got him down here and put him in a cell. Then came the biggest explosion you ever heard. Explosion? There was a gang after him. They broke into his cell, and now they got him. Kent, if you know anything at all, who are they? What's it all about? Who's got them? And what are they going to do next? One mystery solved, only to lead into another. Horace Morton, famous scientist, revealed as the man who has found the secret of actually creating weather. But what of the mysterious group who have stolen him away? What do they intend doing? And what unbelievable climax lies ahead? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, stronger than a locomotive, faster than an airplane. He came to Earth from the planet Krypton and walked about among men disguised as mild Clark Kent. News reporter for the Daily Planet. Kent and Lois Lane have discovered that Dr. Morton, Lois' uncle, actually created the weather he forecast. And that a mysterious group headed by a man named Collins was using him for its own evil end. When we last saw them, Kent and Lois Lane had come to the jail to bring about the doctor's release, only to find that Collins had been ahead of them, flown in the jail walls, and vanished with the old scientist in his power. As our story continues today, some time has passed. The desperate search for the missing Dr. Morton has produced nothing. And meanwhile, a new danger threatens. Listen. Where are we? Right in the narrowest part of the valley. The radium plant's right there ahead. That's the gate. Why, why, Mr. Kent, the radium plant's right against the steepest part of the mountain. It's right under it. Exactly. So is that little settlement. Workers' houses, mostly. I tell you, Miss Lane, Music Mountain is actually moving. And if it comes down any further, well, there's going to be a real panic. But, but I don't understand. What's doing it? Here, look up. You see all that slope of loose rock? Well, it's moving, that's all. It's on the way down. Yes, but, but why? Search me. Maybe it's because of all that rain. Got things loosened up. Say, look. They're beginning to get people moved out already. Look at those trucks. And isn't that a big busload of kids there? Oh, Clark. Those poor people. They must be frantic. I guess they are, all right. They're in a mighty dangerous spot. Well, we've got to get going. Who's this man we're going to see? Milo Fales. He's the acting head of the radium refinery. Oh, I didn't know they found radium down here. Well, they don't. But they send the pitch blend ore down here to be refined. Remember what your uncle said that night they arrested him? I wasn't there. He said he'd been doing some work for Fales trying to find a simpler refining process. And I just happen to remember it myself. What do you mean? Lois, we've tried everything, and we've come up against a blank wall. Not a single lead. Your uncle's just vanished. Well, this is our last chance. Fails may know something or remember something. Let's go down and have a talk with him. It's worth a try. Say, I, I beg your pardon. What, what, keep out of the way, please. Mr. Kent, what's it all about? This place is like a madhouse. We're moving, young lady. Got to get this whole plant cleaned out and packed into trucks before that mountain comes down on top of us. So if you don't mind... Well, I'm looking for Mr. Fales. Milo Fales. I'm Fales. What's in your mind? Only make it fast. Oh, uh, Mr. Fales, I'm Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. Sorry, no time for the papers. You have to excuse me. Hey, Mike. Mike, not that one. Get the cases packed up first. Uh, Mr. Fales, we don't want an interview. Right. This lady is Miss Lane, Lois Lane, and she's a niece of Dr. Horace Morton's. What's that? Niece of Morton. We don't want to bother you, Mr. Fales, but if you could tell us anything... Here, come in my office. Much noise out here. You can't hear yourself think. Now then, uh, how much do you know? Well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Fales, we don't know anything. Absolutely not a thing. And we can't find out anything. What made you come here? 
Because on the last night we saw Dr. Morton, the night he was brought down to New Birmingham, he said he was working on a pitch blend process connected with a radium refinery. He said he was doing it for you. Oh, I see. That's the way it is, eh? Mr. Kent just remembered it, Mr. Fales, and he thought, rather he hoped, you might possibly be able to shed a little light on what's happened to my uncle. I know it's just a shot in the dark, but believe me, we've tried everything else. <laughs> That's what brings you here, Hane. Well, all I can say is I'm sorry. Oh, you can't tell us a thing. Miss Lane, I only wish I could. You say you haven't any idea at all where your uncle is? Well, Mr. Fales, I don't even know if he's alive. Oh, yes, he's alive. I mean, he must be. But you don't know anything more about him? Mr. Kent, uh, that was the name, wasn't it? Yes. My connection with Dr. Morton was really nothing more than casual. Less than that. He was interested in chemistry. And he thought he might be able to help us. Help you how, Mr. Bale? Well, we refine radium. Very difficult process. Over 35 different steps. And Dr. Morton thought he might be able to find a simpler process. Radium? That's very valuable, isn't it? Valuable. Look here, young lady. Just look out this window. See those trucks? Yes. What about them? They're piled with pitch blend ore, about a quarter refined. Can you imagine what that stuff is worth, just as it is? The pitch blend ore as it stands on the trucks? As it stands on the trucks, 25 tons of it. Mr. Kent, that stuff is worth, refined down, as it is right now, about $30,000 a ton. Great, Scott. Maybe you see now why we're breaking our necks to get it out. Before that mountain comes down and buries the whole works. Oh, my goodness, Mr. Fales. You'll go right on about whatever you were doing. Miss Lane, if I could do anything to help you find your uncle, I'd talk all day. But I can't. And I can only say I'm sorry. Hello. Fales speaking. Yes. Yes, I know. Well, it isn't raining uh, now, is it? All right. All right, I know. Just as fast as we can. Well, I can't work miracles. Uh, keep your eye on it. Let me know. That's our engineer up on the mountain. He says there's not much time. So it's set to come sliding down some more. Oh, Mr. Fields, what's doing it? What is it? Lane, you can lay it all to the weather. The more it rains, the faster Music Mountain slides. Right now, it's only 50 feet from our rear wall. How fast is it coming now? And so far, about 20 feet a day. But if it rains much more... Oh, but it isn't raining now. No, not here. But up on the mountain, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, those poor people in the settlement. What'll happen to them? Nothing, if they keep moving. If they stay where they are, well... Oh, it's dreadful, Mr. Kent. Isn't there anything we can do? Miss Lane, we're newspaper people. All we can do is write it up. Well, I'm going to help them. I don't care. If you think I can just sit back and write about it, you'll... Mr. Fales, thank you so much. Thanks for nothing, eh? Sorry, Miss Lane. Oh, you can block quicker by that side door. I'm going to stay here a minute. Uh, Joe! Joe, make it fast. Get that stuff loaded, ready to go. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. I thought maybe we'd get a lead on your uncle. Well, it wasn't your fault we didn't. Come on, I, I do want to see what's happening to the poor people who are trying to move. Out of this door, he said. Golly, look at those trucks. That stuff's really worth what he said. Wait, Scott, Miss Lane, do you realize its value? Over three quarters of a million dollars. What? That black stuff? Right there in front of you. See, if anything happened to it... Well, what's the matter? Why are you standing there like that? Mr. Kent! Of course. Miss Lane, did it... Did it seem to you that Mr. Fales, the, the manager... Uh, or did it strike you that he was worried when we first came in? Worried? Yes. Well, of course he was worried. If the mountain comes down, it'll ruin his refinery. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean that. He was worried about us. And then later on, he seemed to think everything was all right. Worried about us? 
What do you mean? I don't know. It just flashed on me. I Look. Look, will you? Look at those women. Those poor things. Mr. Kent, I'm going down to help them. Come on. No, uh, you you go on. I'll I'll stay here a minute. I want to think. Go ahead. Well, what are you going to do? Nothing. Just stand right here. You go on. I'll join you in a minute. I just want to work something out. Clark Kent, I believe you're losing your mind. You're acting perfectly mad. Now, go on. Go ahead, please, Miss Lane. See if you can't give those folks a lift. Look at the kids running around in circles. Poor youngsters. Well, call me when you're ready to drive back for supper. All right. Thank heaven she left. Didn't think she'd do it. No, I didn't just think of something, Miss Lane. I heard something with Superman's sensitive hearing. I heard voices. Voices traveling over telephone wires. Wait a minute. Ah, There they are. They come right out of the brick wall. They're the wires leading from Fale's office. He's still talking. And I'm going to listen. Trying to tell you they came here. They only just left. They're looking for old man Morton. Let them look. They'll never find him. Not till everything's finished. Do they suspect anything? No. I don't think so. Why did they come to you? On account of the radium. Seems he mentioned it to... Collins, listen. Has he got it? Has he found out a new way of refining? I told you I'd take care of that, didn't I? Well, I have. Fails, it's in the bag. If you can work it right from your end, we'll make a fortune. What about the trucks? Loaded and ready to go. But listen, what about the mountain? I just got a report from the engineer. Unless there's more rain, it won't come down. Don't worry, there'll be more rain. When's the best time? Send the trucks out? Make it 10 o'clock tonight. 10 o'clock? Okay, Fails. At 10 o'clock, there'll be the biggest rainstorm you ever saw. Collins, what's the scheme? How'll it work out? Have those trucks at the right place on the road and trust me for the rest. We'll block them off with the mountain and raise the whole lot of them. Okay, Bales, that's all. Okay, Collins, remember, 10 o'clock tonight's the time. The devils. That fellow Fails is working hand in glove with the group that's taken Morton. And Morton himself. I can't believe it. Yet I don't know. Why, Clark Kent, honestly, there is something wrong with you. You look as if you've seen a ghost. Uh, seen a ghost? Well, no, not exactly, Lois. I, I've just been thinking... I've been working things out. Working what things out? Things that are happening. Miss Lane, don't ask me how I know. Just take my word for it. There's a plot on to steal that radium ore and direct this whole settlement to make it look plausible this very night. What? Mr. Kent, what? Well, how do you know? It can't be. But it is. And I'll tell you something else, too. Your Uncle Horace, Dr. Morton, is right in the thick of it. Now then, let's figure out what to do. How much can Superman and the person of Clark Kent really tell Lois Lane without giving away his secret? And will she believe what he tells her? And even so, what can they do to prevent the climax fast approaching when Music Mountain comes rolling down on the settlement? Tune in and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes. 
Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!